0: of of where we've gone with our talk today Doug is is, is, uh, do what makes you happy Uh, at the end of the day uh, so far nobody's got out of this thing alive Um, so you know with all all of my talking around nutrition and living longer and protecting yourself from dying um, at the end of the day do what makes you happy and so I, I do this because it makes me happy. I don't do it because I want to live to 105 or 110. I do it because it's what gives me the ultimate amount of joy every day. And so if people can find what gives them joy on, on, on a daily level, then go do that, whatever that is.
1: That was been Warren. This is Doug It, the podcast. I remember standing here Right on this very same side I was dying but for you Welcome to Dug it. episode 13 with Ben Warren And the Catman Cat Stevens playing that background, Just Another Night This is not just another podcast though, it's a good one, but I love the song Just brought the Cat Stevens back this Christmas Had a bit of Rod Stewart Michael Bublé going down And some of my Christmas themed to go classes too, but can't go past Cat. I remember listening to this guy. Who said uh, truth. When someone speaks truth, you know you re- you recognize it in yourself. Some people, some truth uh, resonates more than others. But Cat Stevens, he's the truth, all right. It's good so stuff. Well. And uh, but on to Ben. So chasing happiness in that little intro. It's a great conversation. Lucky Thirteen. It's. Uh, Funny how many similarities I have with Ben. This is a real joy, this one. 13 um, is also my birthday, so lucky 13. I don't know, something in the air. But 2016 also, Happy New Year. Great, uh, great time to be alive. Um, a little bit about Ben before we get stuck in. Shit, the rhymes be flowing. Must be something that coffee or that toasted broccoli I just uh, cooked up, ooh la la. Anyway, uh, I s- went to one of Ben's talks after the Organic Mechanic guys um, post about it, kind of followed him for a bit. He had a talk in Auckland on um, with Kevin Manuel, who I've also got coming up next episode, New Zealand's top CrossFit athlete and legend. Uh, uh, throwing some weights around and just come back from Spain at the World Invitational which is really cool so that's a cool one to follow this one but, but back to Ben um, so the first talk I went to it was uh, with Kevin and it was just really fascinating His kind of really holistic which is kind of a bit of a buzzword but it was a really non-dogmatic approach to nutrition and cellular health and kind of how each we've got our own certain DNA and characteristics and how kind of food works in with that, and uh, particularly issues with sugar and what ratio of kind of fats to proteins to carbs we're kind of optimized for. That's what I'm really interested in the moment. Is not just uh, as I say in the rewilding podcast, surviving, but to thriving. So that thriving element. So kind of unlocking uh, just that bit of extra potential we didn't even know was there, and I think diet as a a Diet's not even the right word. It's just uh, life or food, nutrition for the body, um, body, mind, and soul. So, and um, and yeah, Ben's story was so similar to mine. It paralleled it in terms of he had this golfing career and uh, was turning pro or looking at becoming a pro golf coach. I think he did become a pro golf coach, and then had a bit of a back injury, and. Um, which uh, is kind of similar to me. I kind of gave golf a good nudge for a while. And then uh, Ben, he jumped into nutrition. and and he. But there's also this element, which is interesting. He found a dairy intolerance, which was causing his back issue, and he cut that out, and kind of the asthma disappeared too. And then um, when he gave up his golfing career, got really into the holistic nutrition, got a master's degree in it. He's trained up in uh, kind of movement patterns as well in the States, but started to focus more on nutrition. Um, so much so that he gives, uh, he loves it so much, he often <laughs> gives up a surf to just work and study. So it really is what he's passionate about, which is really cool. And, um, and so we covered off so much stuff in this conversation. I've been really kind of delving into this, Particularly the Rewilding podcast, um, which is a great one by Danny Vitalis, and all this kind of research with sleep and movement and food and all these things that exist naturally but might have been tr- kind of trained out of us in terms of how kind of domestic life set up now. So, um, and, and it's interesting, Ben asked me because we covered off, yeah, from grounding sheets for beds to walking on the earth for negative ions to uh the type of water you should be drinking. I listened to this interesting podcast recently on the restructuring of water, this fourth phase of water, this structured water, which uh you're pretty much we're all just made of water and um how a negatively charged water, negatively charged ions kinda of lead to a healthier cell and it's uh, it's really interesting stuff. So but he asked what else I'm interested in and uh I was kind of thinking at the time I had a quick answer about kind of looking at everything but um uh, particular I think relationships and sex and stuff like that that's not really considered as well like what's normal was kind of my first thought <laughs> as a guy maybe it's just at the forefront of the mind but it was something I've been listening on uh, into in terms of marriage where that came from and how it developed as a business decision originally and to unite families and trade deals and what I have but um, that's something I find quite interesting and then but I've just been kind of reassessing that Same kind of question Uh, now, starting the new year. It's always always a good time to start, uh, kind of reassess and just look back. And I'm just really into preventative measures um, to kind of get myself in an optimal state. So movement patterns really changing up my kind of yoga practice and movement patterns and weightlifting and more into like really kind of diverse range of movements. Uh, Looking at guys like Edu Portal and uh, Scott Sonnen who's uh, really interesting there's a book called why zebras don't get ulcers it's really fascinating it's about stress um so that's really interesting the diverse range of movements, is kind of the most important thing um so standing still stay standing is the new smoking but uh standing will become no sitting is the new smoking but standing can become the new smoking too if you're just standing at a desk it's no better than sitting really the body can adapt to all these positions but it's that variety of movement that you need so don't move it you lose it classic cliche and then looking at uh, just one thing i've been doing today i bought my first plant this uh in law tongue to clear the room with fresh air and it's uh, one of the top ones researched by nasa for air purification so it's turning your room into a sleep sanctuary trying to not have the blue light the mobile phones the tv screens and stuff in the room just have the sanctuary of sleep and looking at trying to fresh air particularly, it's one of the nutrients, you know, you think of a diet, you don't consider fresh air and water, um, you're kind of missing out, so fresh air and then a maybe a buckwheat pillow or something cold for uh, the pillow in your sleeping posture, like a pillow between the legs if you're on your side and kind of engineering that right and having candles and soft light and really making it a sanctuary, I think, you spend half your time in bed, so really looking at that and then Check that Nassau study out. I'll throw it all in the show notes. Um, and uh, and then you're looking at just kind of engineering it. My life was success, uh, got a little mate. Little mate. He's a big guy. little in the calves, but he's pretty strong. He's working on that, though. He's best mate, Josh, who going to do an accountability buddy with. So just to check in each week to have something outside of my... Uh, myself to keep me on track because i think it's so easy to kind of run off on a tangent so to have a community around you so i try and do a once the uh once a week check in with him just to go over what you know what you're working on for the week what i want to tick off and then a great one by tim Ferriss is just to plan these holidays in advance for the year or this time off um i've got this book vega bonding by ralph potts it's an amazing book on travel not kind of the booklet travel but the Kind of authentic what's going to pop up don't even know where you're going kind of stuff um has a bit of a vacation vocation so uh and and what that might look like for me and i'm kind of excited to plan some cycle trips and get that benefit of months out of enjoying the anticipation and planning and looking ahead to it so yeah who knows maybe cycling across america or europe this year could be um need to map that out and start putting plans in place. I think it's super exciting, all these opportunities. So anyway, that's enough of me pumping the coffee. I'm about to go uh, do a little kettlebell swings before I teach some, uh, teach some yoga. Kettlebell get-ups too, they're the goodness. Keeping it simple, but, um, and hanging inversion tables I'm really into as well, but I'm just gonna stop there because I'm just rambling now. But Ben is uh, super fascinating, His depth of knowledge. And he's got this permaculture farm in the bay where he's uh, kind of really living, you know, practicing what he preaches and really keen to check that out. And um, after his talk, he talks a lot about nutritional, uh, the soils of nutrition and what we're kind of missing out on in, in, our, in our kind of diet. And, uh, you know, the plants get the nutrition from the source. If that's missing, you kind of miss out on certain ingredients or um, vitamins, etc., minerals out of the plants also. So he did some cool research into you know, on a healthy diet, what you seem to think is a healthy diet, um, what you could be missing out on. And uh, from that, he's kind of developed this B Pure range of supplements, which is exactly like you hear from his talk. He's really into kind of taking off the simpler things first, but they are great supplements to your everything else you're doing. So it's just an addition to, to kind of fill in maybe those gaps. So I take the B Pure one, I think, which seems to give me a, Good uh, boost of energy. This kind of um, multi, great uh, plant-based uh, supplement based on what's missing the soil nutrition, and then omega-3 and adrenaline, adrenal booster, and this goq10 one, which is interesting on this energy pathway. But I'm still looking into it, but it uh, seems to be doing the trick so far. So, and I really appreciate Ben's kind of breaking down the science of it as well, but without too much uh chatter we'll get stuck into this one recorded at studio Red a couple of weeks ago but it's before christmas and um yeah such a joy to chat to chat to this guy and and i loved it in one of his videos which i'll put in the show notes that he said he wanted to you know give people the tools so they could die from old age not from these other illnesses i thought that was <laughs> such a cool such a cool perspective on on life you know we not going to live forever no one he <laughs> puts in the podcast no one's escaped escaped uh, composting yet composting themselves anyway because we'll get broke down but um but there there are you know things you can do to, to live a life to just to thrive as as the rewilding guides would put it but um and also we delve into stuff outside of nutrition too, the spiritual side and things you might not talked about too much so that's cool hopefully there's something uh, new in there for you even if you're familiar with ben's work so here we go lucky number 13 enjoy make sure you check out bepure.co.nz for all uh ben's stuff again everything in the show notes and um here we go bon appetito Ben. Thanks, Doc. Thanks for so so having me. At, uh, mate. Studio Red here um, in Auckland, and you've just come up for a bit of work. Yeah, like, just with come up for here. some
0: meetings, some exciting projects uh, for next year. So uh, yeah, just lining up, lining up the year, and uh, yeah, it's uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Cool. Yeah, because I went to your talk a few weeks ago, and it was just uh, really interesting. And had Kevin Manuel, who's the CrossFit guy, on recently, and um, but I just thought your approach was really interesting, and, and if people, so they're not familiar with you and be pure, how would you, kind of sum up what you do or what?
0: How do we sum up what we do? We basically, uh, well, I'm a clinical nutritionist, so I have a master's degree in nutrition. Uh, I work in clinical practice um, with a large clinical team, where we about ten at the moment. So, uh, what do we do? We we basically give. Give people's bodies everything their bodies need to rebuild from a physical level, from a nutrition level. So that's primarily what we look at. And then we look at how um, the body's immune system is reacting to different foods. And we also then look at how the body's uh, metabolic pathways are reacting to different foods. And and then help people establish um, the best diet for them to give them um, the optimal expression of health.
1: Cool, so you really look at... That's pretty holistic...
0: It, it is, yeah. yeah. So we, 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 we do, you know, uh, for me, nutrition's the foundation, but definitely the mental and emotional aspects. My undergrad degree's in psychology, so, you know, I re- really get how important the mental and emotional aspects are to health, and then obviously the spiritual aspects uh, uh, sit above it, all of that. Um, so, yeah, it's very holistic. Uh, clinically, we work mostly with nutrition, but um, having said that, we absolutely uh understand and and get that the mental emotional spiritual aspects are, are, are huge to health cool
1: and what um as i remember one of the boys mentioned that you used to be a top golfer so there's a yeah. kind of golfing link too and that yeah. you played in the states and what was your background kind of growing up
0: background around that well originally north london and uh and i was played football and then i got an injury and my dad gave me a set of golf clubs at 15 and very quickly within just a a, a, a few years became a better-than-scratch golfer and w- went off to the States on a golf scholarship and and uh, played at the University of South Carolina and met my wife, who's a Kiwi, and so she brought me back to New Zealand. And uh, I had a back injury even at uni. I was having back problems and uh, tried to go to tour school, missed my card by a shot and um, was a pro golf coach for a bit. and um,
1: This is all in the U.K.? No, no this was, well, in, I was New in New now. Zealand now. Yeah, yeah, this is in New Zealand. yes yeah, well, so did come to New Zealand?
0: I came to New Zealand in uh, the late 1990s 1990s. yeah yeah I think 98 and um, yeah so um, yeah sort of all all, all was happening here and uh, anyway I went on a course to learn about optimal joint mechanics and uh, a lady looked at me and basically told me what she thought was wrong with me you know she just looked me and, and she ended up telling me that 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 she reckoned my my Back problem was being driven by a food intolerance and then it was dairy that was driving it and uh, i was working with you know some of the top people in the country ex-all blacks physio people like that and and um, nobody had ever said to me that the food i was eating could be affecting my health and so i was just astounded and very scientific in my thinking. So, you know, I was like, well, is there a blood test that I can take? And she's like, yeah, you can, you need to do the IgG, IgA, ELISA test, which you have to send to America. It's quite expensive. And I'm like, great, let's do that. Anyway, it came back I was whey protein intolerant. Um, and so I got dairy out of my diet and, um, you know, a whole bunch of things started happening, like I flattened my abdominal wall for the first time in my life, my asthma went away, and my back started getting better. And that was it. I was hooked. I was no longer interested in hitting a golf ball. And um, I ended up going and retraining through the one top health and performance institutes in the world, the Czech Institute in California, uh, and then went ended up doing a master's degree. And, and uh, so been in clinical practice now for 11 years. And I guess, you know, whatever I've always done, I've, I've always... Um, Put my heart and soul and everything into what I've done, and that's what had me be a very good golfer. And um, so I've I've turned my focus and passion into nutrition. So for the last fifteen years now, um, I pretty much um, live and breathe um, nutrition, studying nutrition, um, and helping people. Yeah,
1: very cool. That's that just paralleled exactly what I've gone through the last couple of weeks. I've been. seeing some physios and chiros and osteos and like a diverse range of people looking at it. Um, yep. bubbles always had kind of some lower back issues and also looking at this knee but one of the things the osteo diagnosed was inflammation that was causing the, the psoas muscles yes. sort of being on the same kind of uh, attachments as, as some of the digestive organs and what right. happened so they're yeah, yeah. causing the belly to bloat the so as to get short the lower back to get tight. Yeah. And I was I was like, this is bizarre and so it was not muscular at all. Yeah,
0: and, yeah it's and, all relation. And I yeah. think
1: it's um I've been trying to cut out dairy and I believe it's the potentially the same thing. So that's it's it
0: absolutely it's it's pretty common. It's amazing how common. it's all yeah, it, it, it is all connected, yeah. And so the, the, we've got shir- shared nerve innovation from, like your osteo you saying, um, from these organs. So if you start having a problem like in your small intestine because of a food intolerance, um, you will then get an immune response and your body will be reacting to those proteins as if it's a virus. And, and that's what then drives the inflammation. And, and the inflammation then causes the pain circuitry, which then, yeah, causes um, muscle dysregulation. And so...
1: A lot of the Western illnesses are linked to inflammatory responses.
0: Yeah, you got it. You got it. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we pretty much know that all the modern diseases are are linked to inflammation. And then people may go, well, what's inflammation? Well, aches and pains is one way to sort of say inflammation. Um, But really, inflammation comes from our immune system. It's most, you know, probably 90% of the inflammation is actually coming from our body's immune system um, trying to do its job. And so then you have to ask the question, what, what's causing this f- dysfunction in our immune system? Well, 70 to 85% of our immune system is se- centered around protecting us from the food we eat. And so um, the easiest way to reduce immune load is to look at the diet and to reduce the, the, uh, the immune load from the diet. So let me explain around that because some of your listeners may be going, well, you're um, <laughs> having trouble following this. So When you eat food, um, your body has to differentiate between um, the proteins that are food and the proteins that are viruses or bacteria. And so for a lot of us, we're eating common everyday foods that our body for whatever reason, and there's many reasons for this, but for our body for whatever reason is tagging as a, as a virus and is then attacking it like a virus and we get an immune response like a virus. And, and this immune response with our immune system, there's a lot of um, different molecules. So there's like macrophages that are like Pac-Men but they're really messy eaters, so they not only eat the virus, but they they uh, they cause a lot of collateral damage, and so we then st- and this it's the collateral damage which is the inflammation, which then um, we then feel as aches and pains, um, and so you know in regards to a sore back, um, yeah, that's that's how you actually feel it, and obviously you can measure that with blood work, so we we measure that a lot. Um, C-reactive protein is, is uh, high sensitivity would be one measure of, as as in blood work that you can actually see inflammation. There's ESR
1: celiac in terms uh, of wheat.
0: Uh, well, you'll you certainly see, it, but that's more systemic, so that's a marker of systemic inflammation. So if somebody's got systemic inflammation, which means inflammation throughout the whole body, um, you will see this blood marker be up. You'll see um, ESR, which is another inflammatory marker. So you can actually You can actually see inflammation in the blood, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, For people listening, they they may not have those blood markers, but they will feel it. Like for yourself, you know, you you have a sore back um, or you have a sore knee. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you actually feel these markers. And then as you change people's diets, you can see these markers go down and you will feel the difference. You will see that, oh, your your back doesn't hurt as much when you cut dairy out uh, or your knee doesn't hurt as much, which is, it's, it's... yeah, it's, it is awesome, uh, but it, I know it's a, it's a real new way of looking at the body. You know, nobody's really out there talking about the body in this way at the moment. Um, and I guess it is, you know, fairly new, our understanding of this, in regards to last maybe 15 years. So it's not... So it, it is, I guess, a fairly new discovery, if you like. Mm. Yeah,
1: we've been listening to stuff on the microbiome, like 90% of the body is not even yeah. human cells. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to a Rewilding podcast this morning on sleep, and just how kind of getting back to nature, well, even it's kind of kind of proves these uh, kind of evolutionary traits we've had of like in terms of the light, res- light uh, waves that come off fires. How that's quite yes. you know, it's good to sleep with that. What's the blue light during the day is yeah, really bad. And and then even inside, I think there's two hundred lux. Um, up to 2,000, but fully outside is up to 100,000. So we're kind of like yeah, increasing not... our light during the night with these TVs and screens and then not having enough light during the Absolutely. day. And it kind of messes with Absolutely. sleep response and it's...
0: It is, it's, 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 it's incredible. Yeah. Um, it is, we, we, you know, we now know that within our bodies we have these mitochondria which are uh, encapsulated organelles that make our energy and they respond to light. So that we actually get energy from light. So, you know, people go, oh, I feel great when I'm out in the sun. Well, yeah, we know that you're actually raising the energy production of your ser- from a cellular level from from being in the sun. And, and what what you're saying, Doug, is that the modern world, and I completely agree, you know, we're getting all these mixed messages from our system that, you know, we're, we're inside during the day and, and we're, we've got light exposure at night and this is messing with our natural um, circadian rhythms, which are our natural day night cycles regarding hormones
1: circadian rhythms for not just for like light but for the organs yeah Eating food if you yeah exercising in temperature and all you the got things, it and right? all the
0: hormonal release that's associated with that so hormones are chemical messengers that tells ourselves what to do and 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 they're all the circadian rhythm is as you say as you're pointing to is is all dependent on this day night cycle and and the, the, our health—it looks like our body clock's about fixed on about twenty-four, twenty-five hour. Um, so we, we've got—it's actually pretty fixed um, cycle. So it's 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 kind of wild.
1: Well, that's fascinating. So what's um, going back to kind of what you do? What is a normal? Obviously, you must try and implement your own work into your own life. Absolutely. Own. What is a normal uh, routine? Normal
0: routine for me, yeah, 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 normal routine for me. So if it's a, if it's a clinic day, um, obviously, I'm up pretty early. I'm up at usually around six and and um, spend time with my children. I've got a four- and seven-year-old, so it's like the main time of the day that I, that I hang out with them. And, and uh, usually, you know, we have a, a, a big family breakfast of some kind for myself. That That's often um, some cooked food, so, uh, so I'll, I'll have... Um, some greens and um, I'm, I'm more on the protein side so I go r- very well on protein and fat and so I will have some eggs it may even have some um, some meat there um, and some mushrooms some tomato that that kind of thing uh, my girls will usually have whole grains um, so I'm Brown rice, or quinoa, or buckwheat. I may even have some of that as well, if I if I feel like I need want more carbohydrates. And then, uh, if a clinic day, I usually uh, pack up and head to, usually cycle to work. So it's about a twenty k ride, uh, pretty hilly. And so I, I cycle to the clinic, and and so maybe leave at seven, um, seven thirty, and then go to the gym, shower at the gym, then into into the clinic. So our clinical practice, uh, we have a clinical meeting, full clinical meeting every day at quarter past eight. And so, uh, yeah, we, we discuss all, all, all our all our day's clients, and and, and then I'll, I'll see up to about fourteen clients in a day, um, and and then cycle home and uh, some good food, some bedtime stories, and then uh, and some then research. So then I usually end up I usually research for about a couple hours a night, so usually from about eight thirty to ten thirty.
1: They're looking at, like, scientific... Yeah, like so, 100. yeah, I,
0: I read a lot of uh, textbooks prim- primarily. Uh, so, yeah, I generally... Um, it depends. I mean, it's, it's very varied, you know, uh, from... Generally, it's not internet-based. Uh, if, if it's internet-based... I, I use the internet to look up short, quick things. So if I want to look up something, um, like an amino acid or something, that, uh, then just Google it. Obviously, it's fantastic. But... Um, but most of my main research is, is based around books and textbooks. And so, I'll often read textbooks. So, at the moment, you mentioned the microbiome um, just just earlier there, that, you know, the beneficial bacteria. So, I've just had my, the genetics tested in my microbiome. So, I've had... Um, I've actually had my genetics tested as well. So, theoretically, I know what I'm going to die from and then protect against it. Um, but I've actually had the genetics tested in my microbiome. Uh, and then what we're doing, we're trialling some... Um, some kill protocols, we call them kill protocols, which are to kill pathogens in the gut. And uh, I'm trialing them on myself, and then we'll retest the microbiome after we've done that so that we can see what effect it has on the microbiome of of taking some of these uh, um, herbal supplements that are used to kill pathogens kill protozoa, kill amoebas, kill candida. Uh, and so yeah, so, yeah, at the moment it's pretty exciting, exciting times that you can actually genetically test and get literally lists of hundreds of strains of bacteria that are in our intestine and, and start building up a, uh, an understanding of what are the strains we need, what are the key, you know, the keystone strains and how do we get them. Um, obviously, you know, like, is com- fantastic. Um, you know, the beneficial E. coli's, we already know that there's some really key beneficial E. coli's, um, but they're very hard to get, so I'm a huge fan of raw milk. Raw milk's a um, wonderful source of beneficial E. coli's. Outside of that, you basically have to get a prescription for, for E. coli as a bacteria. Which,
1: dairy-free, what would you... Yeah, so
0: if you're dairy-free, you actually can't get... You have to get the prescription. Okay. So for me, I, I now can tolerate dairy, so I eliminated dairy for two years. Um, I rebuilt my gut, rebuilt the integrity of my gut, um, and then introduced dairy at a much um, higher quality and a lower level. And I can tolerate dairy no problems at all. Um, don't get me wrong, I couldn't, I, there's no way I could go drink half a litre of pasteurized milk. If I did within within 15 minutes, I'd probably have a blocked-up nose. Um, but I can I can I can tolerate a little bit of raw milk. Um, and a little bit of like raw milk made kefir. Um, and I could tolerate them no problem at all.
1: Have you found about people eating gluten or changing their diet and then being like overseas in a new place and the food having not the same response? Yeah. It's less refined or your diet's become better and you can reintroduce Yeah, it's
0: really common. Um, there's, there's two ways it will go generally for people. The first way is that um, they eliminate, say, gluten's a good example, and then when they do eat gluten, um, they get a, a really severe response, okay? And then, uh, so they're getting a true response from it. And uh, whereas other people, they, they eliminate gluten and, and then they go to like France, for example, and they go, oh, I'm on holiday, I'm gonna eat some croissants. And they eat croissants and, and they have no reaction at all. They're completely fine. And um, yeah, the chances are that the grains they're using there are different. And so it's slightly different protein structures, so the immune system's not recognising them in the same way and not tagging them as a virus. And not only that, but the, the level of stress really affects this as well. So if people are relaxed when you are eating their food, you're getting the vagus nerve innervation and you're getting the digestive juices, so your body's much better equipped to break it down. Whereas if, if you're picking up a muffin in between meetings and you're stressed, you're more likely to get an immune response to it. So it's the actual environment in which you're eating it as well uh, goes to the holistic perspective again. It's the actual environment of what you're eating. You know, are you relaxed? Are you diaphragmatically breathing when you're eating that food? It's going to be much easier. Your body's going to be much better equipped to then break it down. And if you can't break it down, then that's when you're more likely to get the immune response.
1: Because it's fascinating. I think the, the Blue Zones, too, a community was a big part of living longer. Was yeah. There, and long lunches and... Absolutely, I, th- I thought that's, yeah, it's real just kind of simple stuff. Yeah,
0: in those blue zones, there's so many key aspects to the way they live their lives. You know, the, the, for many of them, the, they weren't endurance athletes by any stretch of the imagination, but they were walking a lot. You know, so they're getting a good base of cardiovascular exercise to their system and the community aspect and the spiritual aspect um, and the whole food, fresh, local food aspect. Um, So so many of these key aspects that we know are um, are really important to our health.
1: And I know one of the... I think that was it Okinawa tribe. Everyone kind of had their purpose, and is there is there a, that was kind of kept them going each day. You know, they had a reason for getting up. Have you, yeah. Have you kind of summarised like what the kind of be pure or yourself?
0: Yeah, I, for for myself. Yeah, absolutely. For myself. Um, right now my, my purpose is to do this I, I'm very clear on that um, like this this is what has me get up in the morning this this is what has me um, exist is this is my purpose is uh, and I, the crazy thing is doug i cannot understand. I don't even understand it myself like who who would you know if somebody if somebody said to you you have to read textbooks and I mean I'm a bit of a workaholic but for me I don't differentiate between work and life, it's just, it's just that's my life, that's just my life that's just how I live um, and so I cannot explain it I have an innate drive to read textbooks which is just weird I mean it's just bizarre um, I, I literally and, and so I'm a huge fan of that and I think um, helping people find what they're here for and it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be anything big it doesn't matter at all. It's just being clear that, no, this is, this is what I'm doing right now. This is all there is to it. And, and I think having that clarity, um, and I think that's, again, something in the modern world is that we don't necessarily have for a lot of people. I mean, I've had to work really hard on that for a number of years and cultivate that, I suppose, and now it's I own it. But, um, yeah, I think for, for a lot of people, they're, they're living their life as something to do until their life happens.
1: Yeah, there's a bizarre concept yeah it's, i mean as you sit back and think i like that i just did a post on memento more that you could die at any time which was like a renaissance artist philosophy uh-huh. i was like what are you waiting for to do the thing kind of you've got an innate ability to do or um i don't know, it Gives a like kind of death gives a great clarity on decision making but that's cool because the energy and drive it just kind of comes across like you've got It's captivating um and I was going to ask, because uh, you talked about the gym routine too, Is that have you got anything specific? Okay, yeah,
0: I'll be honest with you, Doug, that's an area I struggle with, yeah. okay? And, and, um, and so that's the reason I, I started cycling to work. It's, it's like I, I'm just, I'd rather work than, like I love surfing, yeah. love surfing. But I can drive out to the beach and the waves can be pretty good and I'll look, sit there and go, well, I think I'll go to work because <laughs> I'd rather work. And so this is a problem with exercise. So, so I I've basically, I know how important exercise is to the function of the body. I know it. I, I can see in all my blood work the effects of not exercising enough, okay? And I, I mean, I, I, I do okay. I mean, I still do okay. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've had to put systems in place around making me exercise. And so that's one, that's one of the reasons why I, I got a road bike and I cycle to work is because I have to get to work. And so, if I if I'm riding, then I, I have to ride there. <laughs> and so, so it's about getting structure in place that works for the person. Uh, in the past, I, um, you know, I, I absolutely, I'm, I'm I'm trained I'm trained in uh, as an exercise specialist as well. I, I did that you know, about fifteen years ago for fun um, when I was interested in the golf from mechanics and sport performance. So, um, so exercise the, the main things around it is that people got to do it. Um, that's the main aspect that kind of move. you've got to move your body. You've just got to move your body. Got, your body, it doesn't, uh, um, for a couple of years there, I thought that a phenomenal diet, you could maintain it. And I tried, you can't do it. You've got, I'm living, pre- you've got to move your body. And so I, that's walk, walking's massive. Um, walking's huge. Uh, you know, so another thing, you know, so i got a Fitbit. Well, it helps me walk. You know, it's just like makes me aware of, okay, clinic day, I I need to get out and do some walking because I'm not getting my steps up because I'm in clinic. Um, You know, when I'm out and about like this, it's great in town, I all choose to walk places um, just because I can have a walk. Um, But so walking's really big. And then balancing the autonomic nervous system with exercise, which basically means if you're stressed, you need to relax. So if you're stressed, you you don't want to go thrash yourself at the gym five days a week. You want to go do yoga. You know, you want to bring your system down. Now, if you're relaxed, then go stress yourself. So you've got to try and balance your autonomic nervous system with your exercise. Um, and and really, for longevity and cellular health, the, these, the, these uh, cardiovascular exercise for long periods of time. And when I say cardiovascular, I don't mean at a high heart rate, 130 beats a minute, literally 110 beats per minute. So walking at a brisk pace... Um, it, we know you're going to see... What it does, it dumps all the fats out your, out of your blood, it dumps the sugar out of the blood into the muscles, which then means your liver can release and mobilise some, which then frees space up for your liver, so that then when you eat food, your liver's got more space and can buffer the food you're eating. And so for most people in the modern world, we're seeing some degree of liver dysfunction. Um,
1: Is something like biking or walking to work or having those kind of... You know, it's almost engineering your life where... You kind of do it without thinking.
0: Yeah. You've got to build the systems in. I mean, because i know, you know, I know how important this stuff is. I see it in blood work, I see it in all of this. Um, and I know how, and even I struggle with it, right? And so, <laughs> and, and so, you know, and, and so I've had to engineer my life to have it happen. Otherwise it won't happen. And if it doesn't happen, we've got problems. Uh, you know, you, we are, you know, you are going to run into health issues. If, if you're not exercising it's it's that simple
1: yeah I, i'm exactly the same it's in the but the tim ferris kind of behavioral psychology of um making things as easy as possible and having yourself accountable and because i find a bike everywhere but if i've given a car it's so easy yeah. to take that yeah and if um you have to skip a class but if you're meeting a friend there it's you know of engineering it, it is, um, it is. And I've been looking at the barefoot walking too, and you can get irons from the ground, yeah. And you get yeah, the toes wide, just put these toe spaces. Yeah. And trying to really get back to. Arguing like, into some the, good stuff, man. You're into, into guy, some good Kelly stuff. Starrett, which I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's like a. What was his name again? The, again? Kelly Starrett. No. I it's like an amazing movement specialist, and he kind of takes the same approach of these kind of innate primal movements that everyone should better do, and how the idea of even wearing high-heeled shoes or stilettos through your life, or even just running shoes with. Having you're your short and your heel cord in your Achilles by an inch through yeah. your whole life, and then you can't squat properly, and then you shear your knees.
0: And yeah, you, exactly. Your
1: head goes slightly forward, and you got it. Yeah, There's compounds, and it's like bare feet, toes wide.
0: Yeah, it is. It's um, yeah. The the interesting the negative iron aspect from so the the Earth is the uh, the biggest electron donor on the planet.
1: I didn't know much about this, so you can actually. Is grounding down to like releasing static energy yes, yes it's also like getting ions yeah from negative it. ions
0: so so you know when people talk about antioxidants in nutrition so when you when you eat blueberries for example there's molecules in there that are antioxidants so what that means is they they have the capacity to give an electron to another molecule and and, and essentially protect against damage um, and so the the earth is the greatest donor of uh, ne- negative ions. There is, and so you know, grounding, which is essentially you know going bare feet, um, you know, on wet grass or on sand, um, uh, is you know wet sand uh, is is you you you're literally going to um, get free ions. Uh, So it's like you're going to get free free antioxidants from the earth, Uh, because it's essentially we are electrochemical. Um, so there's, you know, we all talk. Uh, most of us talk about nutrition from a chemical aspect, but there's an there's a huge electrical aspect to it, and they work together. You can't separate one from the other. Um, and so yeah, so this is you know this is the reason why people feel so good when they go to the beach, and and the crashing waves actually release these ions into the air, and you breathe them in, uh, and so you feel and it relaxes you, and you feel fantastic. And and, and it, yeah, and so you know these things that. You sort, of, you sort of know mm-hmm. in your heart because it feels good. You just you know that, oh, you feel good when you go sit on the beach. And, um, and, and that now we actually know that they're actually having a physiological effect on our bodies and they are, uh, you know, we could probably say they are important to our health.
1: Yeah, that's fascinating. That the, When you're kind of still and you can actually feel it and look at what does make you happier and the science kind of slowly backing it up,
0: the science is backing it all up. The science is, is catching up. It's pretty... Um, it's incredible.
1: And a bit uh, about grounding too, when you sleep as well. Even, yeah. The same podcast was talking about having... Um, if you can't sleep on the earth or something that's grounding you... They can yeah. have these wires yeah. go out. So, I have a grounding uh, sheet on my bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sheet too. yeah.
0: yeah. So, it's a, it's a sheet basically where there's, uh, so people probably think I'm a bit crazy now, but I'm, I'm just aware of these stuff. And you can actually measure your uh, electrical resistance. You, you yeah. know, there's some great YouTube clips, just Google that, on people who are measuring their body's electrical resistance. And then they go walk and they stand under, um, say, power lines, and, and their resistance will go up. And then they take their shoes off, and their resistance zeros because obviously um, the flow of electrons is going back into the earth. So yeah, um, a, a, you, interesting story. My mother was um, having trouble sleeping. And uh, we know that, um, well, and, and so these grounding grounding mats and various, I have a grounding mat that I stand on at work as well. Uh, um, so I have a standing desk, obviously, at, at work. But um, yeah, so when you, when you, my mother was having trouble sleeping anyway, so I gave her one of these grounding sheets and she started sleeping fantastically. Whether that's placebo or not, I don't care. She doesn't care. She's sleeping better. That's all that matters. Um, But, you know, the... the the Tour de, some teams for the Tour de France, there's incredible research around recovery of sleeping grounded. Um, so the teams of Tour de France, they have um, grounded sleeping bags that they sleep in so that they can recover better for the athletes of Tour de France. So some of the elite athletes in the world know this. Um, there's, incre- there's lots and lots of research now around the effects on melatonin, which is your sleepy time hormone from sleeping grounded. So um, yeah, for, before I got the grounding mat for a period of time, I was actually just sleeping on the floor. Um, uh, and it, it took a few weeks to get used to literally was a tile floor, um, which is, uh, again, a bit extreme. Um, but once I got used to it, too, I so felt that, fantastic. Yeah. I Actually, it's like when you go camping, you know. When you go camping, you, you feel fantastic. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons probably why. And, I mean, this is way outside of um, my, my professional clinical so our talk has gone outside my professional clinical aspect of what I do. Right now, this is—I don't usually talk about this sort of stuff. This is just my personal um, wackiness, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so when you start, you know, but when we start camping, yeah, we're we're feeling fantastic because we're sleeping. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to you know usually you in bed by nine o'clock because you've eaten. It's got dark and there's not a lot else to do. So you so you go to bed and you read for a little bit and you sleep and you go to sleep and you wake up as soon as the sun comes up and you feel fantastic um maybe take a couple of days for that to happen if you're coming down from a high stress lifestyle but by the end of the week that'll happen yeah
1: yeah that's uh, that's fascinating but there is something beautiful about camping or just being i I listened to this guy wudu and he said the connection with nature is never lost It's always that feeling connection, but when you're in nature, you're on the grass, there's nothing else to distract you from that. The light's not there. It's um it's uh very cool. And you talked about kind of athletes and you worked with Kevin Manuel, who's kind of New Zealand's CrossFit champion, he just represented at the International Pacific Games and he had some issues. And you kind of worked through some stuff with him. So is there Kind of any takeouts from working with Kevin or any other top yeah. athletes that's kind of different.
0: The main, yeah, the main thing, we, the main thing we, you know, we, we're supporting a number of Olympi- Olympic athletes next for next year uh, for Rio, and uh, helping them out with their nutrition and things like that. And the the main thing that we see, and we saw this with Kevin, is is they tend to overtrain, and when, when you overtrain, your body fat gets low. when your body fat gets low, um, your body fat's the fuel for your immune system. So your immune system loses its fuel, which then makes you very susceptible to viruses. Uh, And so it's not uncommon for the, you know, glandular fever, uh, for athletes to get recurrent glandular fevers and often career-ending in their early 20s. Um, And so with Kevin, yeah, he he pretty much looks like he got hit by a a gnarly virus, put him in bed, literally. I mean, and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear him talk, you know, he was saying that he couldn't get up off the couch. So his wife and, uh, and his children were crying and he literally didn't have the physical capacity to get up off the couch. Now, this is a guy who's who's 17th fittest guy in the world, who basically doesn't make his living from it, but he, he's, 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 he's famous for basically going through pain barriers... So for anyone that's done CrossFit, you know that you basically you, you you go beyond what you think you're capable of, and and the key is to keep going beyond that. And uh, so he's a guy that couldn't get up off the couch, so it's it, he was he was pretty low. Um, and so yeah, we were able to rebuild him, and obviously uh, got a great result. He, he went through to the world uh, to the World Games CrossFit, finished 17th in the world. So um, yeah, it's going to be exciting watching him next year. I think his performance is going to be even better again. Um, I'd expect him to. To be, yeah, he's going to be a, a, a different unit completely by next year. Uh, so, yeah, so some of the things we were doing with him were we looking at diet. Um, you know, this is a funny thing, Doug. Is most people think their diets fine, and um, you know, it's Ministry of Health statistic that 90% of New Zealanders think they're healthy. Um, I, I'm not sure where they are because when I go stand in the supermarket and look around. I don't see too many of them but anyway um but people think they're healthy people think that their diets are healthy and and you know we, we were able to make significant news. no doubt kevin's diet was good but we we're able to make significant changes to his diet that really, is, really has really has taken him to another level and then um, supplementation you know we we had to get some whenever you put more energy out you have to put more energy in and uh, the ability to make energy at a cellular level is all dependent on minerals and vitamins so you need to put more minerals and vitamins in in order to be, for these systems to work and so yeah we were able to do that and get a great result so uh, he, and uh, kevin's just and i know you've interviewed him and and he, he's just the most uh, incredible humble guy you, you'll ever meet he's
1: yeah, he's a humble dude and just obviously loves to work. And um, yeah, I didn't realise he fractured his leg fully too. Is it playing rugby and to be competing at that level with after coming back from something like that is pretty impressive. Um, and managing a family and working hard like it's not like he's just training full time. He's doing a full day out in the field. Oh, he playing, works. Playing he laying down. down and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He he, um, he he works. He works hard mm. yeah he, he he's a he's a worker it's really interesting though his job um he's a really it blew me away this so he, he runs a contracting company that that uh they they put in vineyards and and he was saying that um he prefers to walk and carry posts and and, and lay the post down rather than being the machinery rather than being the digger he's, he's like if he's been on the digger all day he's he's tired and he, he doesn't he can't go to crossfit and train mm. Whereas if he's been walking, carrying posts all day, he's got great energy, and he wants to go to CrossFit and train. And I'm like, that blew me away. I'm like, wow, if people could get that, if people could really get that, that it's the sitting down doing nothing that makes us actually tired.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, even sitting here, I don't actually feel that good, but sitting on the floor or keeping in a squat position, Kelly Starrick's big thing is like 10 minutes in the squat position. It's a real natural but when you're in this kind of shortened hip flexor, they're rounded, you're not breathing well, you're kind of shoulders are rounded, and Yeah, if you don't move it, you lose it, eh? Hey, uh,
0: absolutely. You you oh. yeah, you you you've got to, you you gotta and, and I mean like I'm a nutritionist obviously, and, and so nutrition's a big part of what we do. You gotta move.
1: Mm. And um and because looking at you mentioned you're a protein type and one of the things I took out of your talk was that there's a scale of, which, I mean, it's kind of big for movement too. It's the same that everyone's not the same, but there's some principles that pertain, but that there's kind of a scale of protein to fats to carbs that everyone kind of sits on and what you're optimised for. And I kind of think of when you are talking before about people thinking they're healthy, but there's this guy, Brendan Brazy, and he put this book out, Thrive, which I think, and you kind of referenced that, that you kind of... Getting to a point where you can thrive and you're really at your peak, yes. and the foods are kind of fueling you properly. Is there? Can, can you explain
0: that? Yeah. So protein? basically, uh, it, it comes originally from the work of Dr. Weston A. Price, who, who um, 1920s and 30s, is a observational work. He 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 went looking for the perfect human diet, and so he went to all the blue zones, the Okinawans, the Georgians, the isolated Swiss communities. He he looked and and he found. What he found is that that people's diets were incredibly different, but they were incredibly healthy eating their native diet. So the Greenland Eskimos and the Inuit were getting 80% of their calories from fat and protein. They were really healthy doing that. Native American Indians, some tribes were getting 80% of their calories from red meat. They were really healthy. Zero rates of cancer, um very low rates of heart disease on their native diet. And at the other end of the continuum, he found African tribesmen. And this, this is, I want to tell you the story, Doug, it's an interesting story. African tribesmen were getting 80% of their calories from carbohydrates, whole grains. So three weeks ago, I met an African tribesman. Seriously, a taxi driver up here in Auckland. Um, and I got talking to him, and and uh, and uh, and uh, I'm from London. And in London, you'd sort of say that, that, that you know, that he was blacker than the ace of spades. So this, he was black, this guy, uh, which is, yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, well, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from Eritrea. And I'm like, where's that? And he goes, well, it's just north of Ethiopia. And I'm like, wow. And I was already thinking, this guy's an African tribesman, right? And so he's about in his mid-40s. And I'm like, uh, what did you used to eat as a kid? And he's like, well, I used to eat whole grains, um, some goat dairy, and on special occasions, and that would have goat. And I'm like, and that's exa- exactly what Dr. A. Price observed in the 1920s. And I'm like, you know, how, how is your health? there it's great and he goes uh, and he goes my grandfather died at 107 of old age and they were walking two hours to the well so they'd walk two hours to get water when he was a kid and and they'd go two hours and they'd get 20 liters of water and by the time they got home they would have drunk about five liters of water because it's so hot and so his grandfather at 107 had the health and vitality to still walk to the well okay and basically his grandfather died of old age at 107 and so so there's a, a I, I, I'm just—I ex- was just so excited to meet this guy uh, who was actually an African tribesman and who could. So this because he—that he, he, yeah, was exactly what Dr. Weston A. Price had found. Anyway, so these people were very healthy on their native cultures. So there's a continuum between African tribesmen or carbohydrate type people genetically, and then protein type people, protein and fat type people genetically, and then environmental expression of our genes. So the first thing I would like to tell you, listeners, is that. I believe that most people are eating too many carbohydrates for their genetics. So cause, the reason I believe that is because the African tribesmen, genetically, like this, this gentleman I was just talking about, genetically he's the best suited to eating carbohydrates of any people on the planet, but they weren't eating any sugar, and they weren't eating any processed grains that act on your body like sugar. They were eating the whole grain. Okay? So when you eat the whole grain, your body has to work on the outside of the enzymes first and, 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 and break it on down.
1: You said that uh, that was a white bread or cereal had more a higher spike yeah, yeah both
0: of them you're absolutely right so um, yeah, so when you start looking at so the glycemic index is an index of how quickly our body gets our energy gets the energy or the sugar from from carbohydrates and and so I'll often ask people you know which which of these foods will spike your blood sugar levels the fastest um, you know let's go with cocoa pops for example or cornflakes or sugar? And then, obviously, it's a trick question. So cornflakes are the worst. So cornflakes, the glycemic index is 93. they raises your blood sugar levels incre- incredibly quickly. Then cornflakes is 77, and sugar's actually 68. Uh, and so sugar spikes, you, you know, I'm not saying sugar is good in any way, shape, or form. We know it's pretty much a poison for your system, even though it's not a poison. Um, it poisons your system. Um, yeah, so yeah, we know that these, these processed grains are seriously problematic for our bodies.
1: Breakfast cereals is one thing that, coming from advertising, I'm like, what is this yeah. kind of behemoth health issue that's been created? And a lot of it, even you mentioned up and goes, the sugar and processed yeah. ingredients in that, and the, and uh, I think I read something about the history of cereals, which came from Kellogg's, right. who thought that kids were going to masturbate more if they had more protein or something, so they kind of invented sugary cereals like processed corn and. And then it's friends with, you know, when you actually find out how these things actually develop, I think it's friends with presidents or influential people at the time, and so it got kind of pushed through, and then... It's you think of the of food. Permits by the It's business.
0: It's just business. It's just business. Um, it really is. It's uh, they've got the highest. They've got the highest profit margins. They've got the biggest marketing budgets. And like you said, coming from the advertising industry, you understand how that works. Is, is that if you've got the biggest, adver- you know, essentially everything. We're well, not everything. Most of what we've been told around what we should eat, we've been told by the food industry, and that's why you only got to look at the supermarket and go, holy cow. Most of it's packaged processed foods. Um, it's because they've got the biggest marketing budgets. There's actually, you know, there's not a lot of margin in, in apples. There's not a lot of margin in, in um, these natural whole foods. Uh, so it's, but things are changing. It's a wonderful time, uh, you know, people are really, uh, there's an awareness coming around this, you know, and it shows like yourselves uh, who, who are, you know, raising people's awareness to this stuff. And um, the internet, people it's you you can get good quality. There's still a lot of noise out there, but you can get you can find find good quality information.
1: Yeah, especially in New Zealand. It's the most amazing time to live in to have the internet access to the world and still have here local farmers markets and Oh we got it. uh, We
0: we it's incredible country. Yeah, you can still just go fish off the wolf and 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 catch dinner if you want. You know, it is it is literally uh, pretty crazy.
1: And that um, that protein scale, like, how like if people are interested in that? How do they kind of test or work or kind of figure the, that? The best
0: way is probably just to go to my website, which is uh, bpure b e p u r e co and, and 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 look at the Bpure program. So the Bpure program basically takes people through everything they need to do to get their diet to to basically what we call BPR standard, which is, you know, gets their diets clean, which moves them away from packaged processed foods, gets them into nutrient dense foods, gets them away from gluten and these kind of things, and then takes them through a journey of discovering how to eat right for them.
1: Awesome. And and then I remember you mentioned the soil depletion and the nutrients not being in the food and you've got a permaculture farm. My mum's big into horticulture, and we're looking at doing the same, and I've always kind of, you know you know, when you taste a tomato, it's really ripe, and it's local, and yeah. it's out of the garden, how good it tastes. Yeah. And then, I think, as uh, Holland talks about, the same issues with that. Increased size of the fruit and veg, but less nutrients, and yeah. less.
0: That's exactly, Doug, that's, um, you. what you're pointing to, is we can taste nutrition. Okay, so what you're pointing to is exactly spot on, is that, is that you know, uh, the example I use is, you know, probably people remember a, a peach tree that a family member has. And that when you got a peach off that peach tree, when you bit into it, it exploded into your mouth with flavour. So what you're tasting, you're tasting the nutrition, the complex proteins, the complex carbohydrates, the phytonutrients, the flavonoids, the polyphenols. You're tasting the minerals and vitamins, 80% correlation between taste and nutrient density. And so these days we, look, we see peaches in the supermarket and we go, oh, they look nice. And we get them home, we bite into them and they taste like water. It's because the nutrition is not there. And so I I first came across this when I did my master's degree. I had to do the most comprehensive nutrition analysis software on the planet, which is tied into the USDA database of what's in that food. And when I started analyzing people's diets, I started seeing that people were massively deficient in in these vitamins and minerals. And so then I went on basically a 10 year journey of trying to discover why, why, um, and we were seeing it clinically, so once I got into we were seeing, you know, we are doing blood tests and nutrient testing for people. And we were just seeing people, I just recently t- tested a, a 30 year old executive here in New Zealand. And he's deficient in everything, basically everything. Uh, and he's already sliding into type two diabetes. And this guy's he's skinny, he, you know, most people would look at him and go, he's healthy, he's 30. Okay, and he's sliding into type two diabetes. Um, and essentially because he has no nutrients. Um, and so anyway, uh, we yeah, went on a 10 year, this journey and, and that led to the fact that you know like uh, I live on a permaculture-designed organic, nutrient-dense farm where we grow 80% of the food we eat right now. Because when once I started discovering, is my gosh, I can't buy the sort of food I want to eat. I can't buy the sort of food I want to supply for my family, and so I'm like, I got to grow it. And so, yeah, eight years ago, we moved on to a, a property and started, you know, took four years to remineralise the soils, spent $10,000 remineralising the soils and did soil testing twice a year, et cetera, et cetera. So, unfortunately, for mineral-depleted soils, um, the excessive amount of nitrogen use right now, um, the food we're invariably getting is candy floss. So what that means, it, it looks good, but it hasn't got the micronutrients that hasn't got the vitamins and minerals that, that we really need for our bodies to function optimally in the modern world and i say in the modern world is because we don't need a higher level of nutrients if you're let's just say if you're farming for four hours a day and then you're sitting under an apple tree for the rest of the afternoon as traditional cultures did they worked very little they basically did some physical activity enough to get some food and then they sat around in communities and chatted um whereas in the modern world we're pushing our bodies hard at every aspect. We're getting up early, we're going to the gym, which is needs hormones, needs energy production. We have a full day at work, and then we have a full social life at night. And so our body's requirements for nutrients is much higher. Um, and then with the modern world, with our environmental toxicity in the modern world, um, for example, with xenoestrogen exposure, xenoestrogens are uh, est- uh, mole- molecules that mimic estrogen really problematic, okay, because it leads to estrogen dominance, leads, leads to, you know, women storing excess fat on their hips and having menstrual issues. It leads to men getting fatty fatty tissue on their chest. Um, it's essentially we need more nutrients to upregulate the liver. And so we're not getting the nutrients. We need to, to, to detoxify the chemicals we're exposed to in the modern world. And so uh, for that reason, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of people taking extra extra nutrition in the form of nutritional supplements to basically pick up on what they're not getting from their diet, to optimize their metabolic functions within their
1: body. I think there is a lot of uh, kind of fog about supplements too and a lot of people taking just yeah. Maltese or yeah. fish oil or tablet or, um, and then maybe not solving the problem of actually eating well yeah. and then having this as a as an addition, a supplement is in the title. It's not. Yeah. It's not the. It's not. not the, <laughs> you, you have know, this no, and no, you can no. eat shit and then do the rest of the yeah, thing. That's it's right, like. Right, right. You're spot on, though. Uh, yeah. um,
0: You're spot on. We. I mean, I'm known in New Zealand for reversing um, the parameters of type 2 diabetes. Um, did a study seven years ago that we did that and we've done that. We've reversed, you know, the parameters of type 2 diabetes in many, many people now so that technically no longer exhibit type 2 diabetes. Um, and you cannot do that with supplements. You can only do that with food. Now, we use supplements to help us do that, but you're absolutely right. It's, it's got be, to be food-based. Um, the supplements will help, and the worse somebody's diet is, the more supplements will help. Um, for example, I had a lady come up to me uh, at Christchurch, and I, I'd helped her daughter out dramatically through... That's a long story, but anyway. Um, and, and she came up to me and goes, I just, I just want to thank you for your, your supplements because I, I wouldn't be able to uh, w- operate without them. And I'm like, oh yeah, why is, why is that? And she's like, well, my diet's really bad. I'm like, oh, what do you eat? She goes, well, I only eat two foods. I only eat bread and chocolate. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding you wouldn't be able to operate without taking some supplements. I mean, she basically, you wouldn't be able to get out of bed probably, be on the floor. And so the worse somebody's diet is, the more benefit they're probably gonna see. Um, but having said that, even if your diet's perfect, um, you're still not gonna probably get everything you need. Um, and and therefore it's good to pick up on what's missing.
1: Yeah, because I've heard um, like there's some wonderful traits with the modern world in terms of like water being clean, but then removing certain things out of the water or having more um, like for soils, I know B, B, B vitamins for yeah. plant-based people. Like yeah, if you haven't washed the fruit and veg fully, and the soils are good, you often pick up that bacteria. Yeah, but we're having perfectly clean fruit and veg. You miss yeah. out on some of that, so you need to get it through animal forms and like, so so like you say, naturally in this modern world, you kind of miss out on some yeah. some vital nutrients, and you kind of offer a few. Because um, I've I've got the isn't like a multi which is a yeah. plant based yeah. um, product, and then omega threes. Yeah. I know the, f- the good sure, fats yeah. are important, yeah. and then but then also the interesting ones, the adrenaline. And the GQ10, which I thought was...
0: Yeah, so we got a a lot of people's adrenal glands are fatigued. So basically what that means is their bodies are struggling to make their main daytime hormone cortisol and and cortisone, which is their body's main anti-inflammatory. And so um, we can stimulate that hormonal pathway by giving... um, glandular extracts and so the adrenal regenerator does that and that really helps people's energy production that was a key factor for kevin the the crossfit athlete you mentioned prior and um yeah and then the Coenzyme q10 it up regulates energy production at a cellular level um and and basically gives us free energy and so we use that uh it's great for just everyday people for more energy but we obviously use that a lot with our elite athletes for performance and so when you start looking at energy production, um, there's a number of levels to energy production within the body. And, and so what we like to do is look at every aspect. So from a hormonal aspect, um, from a from a oxygen carrying capacity, red bloods, blood cell aspect, all the way through to the, the mitochondria and, and energy production level at a cellular level. And so if you can upregulate all three of those metabolic pathways, And then support the liver in clearing the byproducts of that. You you basically end up with um, extreme amounts of energy. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what we do with our athletes, and that's exactly what we do with um, you know. I believe that every endurance um, every endurance record in the next five years will be smashed through nutrition, Uh, because what what we're already beginning to see is that you can you can you can. these pathways are rate-limited with nutrition. So, literally, you can only make so much energy molecules based on the amount of nutrition you have, so you can upregulate them by giving the, the metabolic pathways what they need. And, and as long as you protect at the back end with them getting rid of those metabolites, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun. So, that's what I do with, with my body. It enables me to do what I do, um, and it's just um, your energy levels just go continue going up and so it's really interesting on this front I met a 97 year old uh, a few years back and and uh, he was actually let me correct myself he was 96 when I met him he's um and this was four years ago uh, five years ago and so when I met him at 96 he was still um he was still farming um a station in in central Hawke's Bay and um he was telling me at 96 that as he was getting his old as he was getting older his energy was getting better and his memory was getting better As he was getting older, this guy parked across the street, walked across into the Wales meeting for lunch. You know, great quality of life, still running his station at 96. Okay, And he believed um, minerals were the key. So in the 1950s, he'd been farming Romney sheep since 1930s. And in the 1950s, he was at the forefront of uh, mineral supplementation for protecting against facial eczema. Uh, So he was one of the people that developed that. And uh, he was, so he's using zinc in his sheep. And then when he started getting health issues in his 70s, he started supplementing himself with minerals. And uh, yeah, it's pr- pretty interesting. Um, so I think you know our knowledge of this stuff at the moment, um, it, it's still early days. We're gonna, we're, it's, it's, humbly, it's incredibly exciting. And I think when we start looking at the, the potential of the human body, um, we've got a long way to go yet. So for me, it doesn't matter. I work a lot with cancer patients, so about a third of my clients have, have cancer. Um, and it doesn't matter whether I'm trying to have, 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 all I'm interested in is how do we have y- your 75 trillion cells work as well as possible? So it doesn't matter if somebody has cancer or if somebody is, trying to, is going to the Olympics next year, it's, it's the same question. How do we have those cells work as well as possible? And if we can do that, Well, the chances are that you're going to improve somebody's performance and the chances are you're going to improve somebody's health and have them have better quality of life. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating because even going back to the sleep thing, it was, I think, the the nurses that worked shift work and they messed up their sleep and the mitochondria wasn't there to get rid of the bad cells, fuel the good ones, whatever, and and also had the same effect to cancer because cancer, once it gets to a certain size, yeah.
0: Feeds. Yeah. It starts causing hormonal uh, dysregulation, uh, and the mitochondria works in with that somehow. Absolutely, yeah. And so the mitochondria respond to the hormones, and so yeah, and 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 when you start getting uh, dysregulation in sleep sleep cycles, it messes with your hormones, and then because you're messing with your hormones, your hormones control your immune system, and your immune system essentially protects you from cancer.
1: So it's, yeah, it's like, like. You know, Train worse, you're going to increase your risk to cancer and everything else by a yeah. huge percentage, and then
0: yeah, and and you know when you start looking at cancer, it's just uh, you know for me it's a dis it's a dysfunctional cell uh, essentially. There's a couple of theories around what's driving it. I'm a boat, but basically they're, they're the same. One of them that, that for whatever reason is a change in the DNA. Um, uh, of the cell that then becomes a cancer cell uh, and the other theory is it's a metabolic theory that, that there's a whenever there's low energy in the cell the cell refetilizes and, and becomes a, a, a trophoblast cell which is um, and it changes its DNA which is th- the same thing so I think they're probably both correct um, but essentially it, it's around um, having the cells be as healthy as possible and so anything that causes cell dysfunction can lead to a cancer cell per se, and uh, regarding soft tissue cancers, and then um, there's still got to be a dysfunctional immune system, because theoretically your immune system should recognise that cell and, and go and kill it, and so for whatever reason, the immune system's not able to recognise it or can't get to it, or is overwhelmed because of the food that people are eating, um, and cancer ensues. Cool.
1: That makes sense,
0: yeah, I think fasting is, um, I think fasting is pretty pretty good to do. I don't recommend people do it um, like um, out clinically. We will, we we do recommend it, uh, but I don't recommend to the general public that they just go do it like a ten day water fast um, because of because of medical medical contraindications. Um, but certainly intermittent fasting. So you know not eating for a period of the day, or not eating uh, or just having some juices for a day. I I have no problem at all with with that. I like people to try and stretch their metabolism as much as possible. So we've we've got different metabolic pathways for energy production within our bodies. And the more you can stretch those pathways, just like exercise, the more you can do different exercise, the better your body responds to it and the more resilient your body is. And so it's exactly the same with food. So I think it's a great thing to, to sometimes not eat. Um, yeah, and especially in the Western world, you know, we've got an abundance of calories. We're, we're overfed and undernourished, so we're getting too, much, too many calories, not enough micronutrients. And so anything that we can do to stretch these metabolic pathways and have our body use these pathways that haven't been, hasn't, haven't been used before, um, it's going to be very beneficial.
1: Yeah, because it seemed to me that it's quite a natural thing to maybe skip a meal or not have, you know, if you're hunting or whatever, you'd maybe go through periods of the day, we would have a, cause I feel like you can be so full all the time and it affects your mind, you're not as sharp, and then um, yeah. it just seems like quite a natural thing to do. And then yeah. rather than doing 10 days and then not doing it, to have more of a sustainable practice, yeah. you know, there's this kind of engine, big, engine like... Engine yeah, yeah, like week-long cleanse or go for a retreat. Yeah. It's like, well... It's probably more beneficial just to yeah. you know, incorporate something day-to-day rather than try... Yeah, it's
0: about finding what works for you. So for what works for me, day-to-day doesn't work for me because um, I basically need um, what happens when you start doing these fasting things. Invariably, your energy levels will go a little lower. Which is great, um, you know. If, so if if you're relaxing up, perfect. But for me, like my day-to-day life is, is, is very busy. For long, with you know, seeing clients and media stuff and things like that, um, it's very busy. Uh, that I, I can't compromise that, so I can't compromise my energy levels. So so, uh, you know, Christmas is coming up here, in, in, when we're doing this interview right now, and uh, so starting the twenty third of December, I will f- I'll, I'll actually fast. I'll actually fast through Christmas, so I've got like basically a ten-day fast planned. So I actually, uh, and and it will be uh, for me. Um, it will be uh, a water fast, um, and so um, so I, I literally won't eat for uh, ten days. Um, not do not recommend this. That you, you, your listeners do this. Um, I, do this a lot, and I monitored various things, and there's no medical contraindications for myself doing this. Um, but I, yeah, I just want to stretch the metabolism. But my energy levels will drop in doing this. But it's fine. I'm on holiday. It's Christmas. I'll be, you know, I'll be just relaxing, and letting my body. There's something that's called autolysis, where your body starts breaking down the unhealthiest cells first. And so, what I, what I reason I'm doing it is 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 that I want I want my body to go and break down the cells that aren't aren't working at its best and then i'll rebuild them in the new year you
1: can easily get sick often because you're just so indulgent through this time off and i feel like it's actually quite a good time to have a break it's
0: a great time like for me just, yeah it's yeah it's, just yeah. Indulging for, every yeah yeah it's, uh, it's 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 so funny like um you know people say i'll give myself a treat and then they go have a muffin and it's not a treat it's actually, you know, when you actually look at the effects on the body, you actually actually, you're punishing your body by having that muffin. And so it's, it's we've got to change the way we think about food. And so like, um, yeah, so for Christmas, a lot of people will go and drink more and they'll overeat. And, and like for me, I'm just to a stage where it's like, well, it's a great opportunity. I'm not, I'm not, um, my schedule is a lot lighter than it normally would be. And so it's a great opportunity to actually have lower energy and relax and, and, you know, do some yoga and meditate more, and and do those kind of things that that I know I need to be doing. Um, yeah, it's
1: so, it's so funny because a friend, a Russian friend, posted that he's a really kind of health health nut, but he um awesome athlete, and he said in Russia uh, the vodka toast, I think Moszltov is to health, mm-hmm. or the the toast of vodka was to health, and it's so contradictory to. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it's changing those paradigms. And same thing, um, being masculine, and skipping sleep, yeah. and thinking you're a tough guy when you're actually just doing yourself a, the world a disservice because yeah. you're less a fit. Yeah, it's just um, simple stuff. But you you mentioned um, meditation, the spiritual practice, which yeah. is kind of supersedes everything almost. It's like you get the body right, which is the yoga philosophy. You Get the body right, so you can lay the kind of a, a, a ground or a soil, so you can kind of reach higher levels of yeah. kind of a mental state spiritual yeah. state so is there do you have like a meditation practice or? A yeah i do i things do
0: things um so I, I explain where this comes from um so my undergrad's in psychology and um so we know that in psychology whatever you think about lights up areas of your brain and then whatever's lighting up in areas of your brain your body um releases the hormones that you need to survive for the next three seconds from uh to do that and so you know, for many years I was looking at how, to, how do we um, have optimal performance at the mental-emotional level. And then I came to the assumption, more well, if something happens in your life, i.e. that somebody close to you dies, you cannot deal with that from the mental-emotional level because there's nothing you can think that's going to make yourself feel better. The only thing that you can do is have a spiritual model that makes you feel better. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got to develop a spiritual model that enables me so if somebody dies I can be okay with that otherwise, it's going to affect me physiologically, and it's going to affect my health and how I.
1: pragmatic yeah, way to. Yeah, I know it's a very yeah,
0: and, and I it's, it's progressed a lot. So so I I literally went shopping for spiritual models, and and um, I started looking around, and I l li- I'd like the idea of karma, and I like the idea of reincarnation, and so literally I just I I just went shopping and I adopted a spiritual model, and I mean I'm originally a, um, brought up as an Ang- Anglican Christian, uh, but but not really you know going to church and things, except for. Special occasions, I suppose. So anyway, um, so yeah, I, and so this this is going back sort of probably fifteen years, um, and uh, so yeah. So these days, I uh, I've been now doing it for so long that I believe it. I know I own it. I know it, and so I I, I do Kriya Yoga. So Kriya Yoga is um, so uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, who wrote Autobiography of a, a Yogi, um, which is a, a, I guess a, a pretty big spiritual text in the western world um and so i I practice a form of meditation that's called kriya yoga it's not really any yoga as most people think of yoga in regards to i guess asanas is that what you call them posture yeah in regards to postures there's no postures it's just a meditation um so yeah i think it's um because what that does is if, if for me it's all connected and the, the interesting thing is that, um, I guess, you, if you want to call that a spiritual awakening, is that that happened at the same time I changed my diet. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I changed my diet, and whether that opened me up to something else, I have no idea, but um, something else happened. Yeah, and that's all I can say, I guess, around that. And, you know, at the end of the day, it then comes back to your sense of happiness and wellness and peace that you, exib- that you hold. And, um, yeah, and I-, I guess I had that feeling and-, and it hasn't left yet, so this is good.
1: there's, a, there's movie a movie with Yogananda, Yogananda. yeah to, which is really cool yeah I haven't seen that yet
0: it's really I'd cool. l-
1: Festival, but um fascinating book I've got the audio book really really recommend that but I haven't had any experience with Kriya Yoga I mean I've heard there's a lot of breath work yes it's, it's all breath yeah. breath yeah and I've been doing um some Wim Hof method have you heard of the Iceman no.
0: oh yes yeah, so, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing yeah, his yeah breath really work, I've just
1: <laughs> hit some peaks right. in terms of mitochondria yeah. created with Really oxygenating the body, and, yeah. and it kind of makes the pH more alkaline, and you kind of get these mental states of just euphoria and kind of. Yeah,
0: What what's, that, what's, that what's his name there? again?
1: Wim, Wim, Hof. Wim Hof. Wim Hof, I'm just going to make a note of that. Cause, uh, Not really. I really, yeah, I've enjoyed that. I did a, I, I took a whole gang of people <laughs> at a friend's 30th in the other day, and you do the cold showers too, which is really, has nice. amazing effects, um, or the ice baths, but. Um, but I, yeah, I was fascinated with the Kriya Yoga because the techniques—it's only taught a few times a year, I think, in It, is, it is, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, it's quite a comprehensive. You can do it for almost yeah. hours. Oh, you—you so like you, you,
0: you, yeah. you basically can. Um, and so, yeah, you—you you can. It can be very addictive. Um, you can end up... You know, that's my only concern with it is is I could very easily just end up blissing out and not want to engage in life. Um, so, you, again, this is coming from a very personal level. Um, I don't really... You know, <laughs> I've only you know, any, only totally told three or four people this, Doug, so how are you getting this out of me and getting <laughs> no, it on... This, this, oh, this oh, ..on radio is, uh, yeah, but um, it, it, it's, you know, because basically you can just bliss out, and, and then, you know, the, the, there's, there's concern that you don't want to come back uh, to what is perceived as real life from this blissed-out state. And so yeah you have uh, for me i I get a little nervous around it, um, and so uh, I have another spiritual teacher, and you know at the moment, I've been advised that I, I can't do it too much um, and so I, I'm okay with that, so at the moment i'm I'm not doing it too much and and so I, I have to kind of hold back otherwise it, yeah, otherwise, I may just bliss out on the farm and and uh not necessarily fulfill on what I'm here to fulfill on.
1: Yeah, it's that, that balance. Because they have talked about in the yoga text that some people are, you've got a family, you've got something that you're meant to do, whether it's not compassion, whatever it is, but that maybe that sitting in the cave thing isn't isn't for you. It's for a later part of life. Yeah, or a previous life. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> not, um, maybe it's not quite right at this time. But Yeah, yeah. so that's, oh, yeah, that's...
0: Um, yeah, I'm pretty clear that that right now that's not meant to be me. That like, that, that what I'm doing right now is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, but it does. It, it There is a lure to that, and um, it is. It is. It is interesting. Eh. It is. It's. It's. It's a wild thing.
1: I think, I think like like the health thing. You don't know to experience it. Where you can go or what. It, you're only living at the level of your knowledge and experience, and, and then when you tap into something higher than that, it's it's just like it, it is a bit of a drug.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and and, and you know, the interesting is, I think you hit a big thing there, Dave, is that we only, you can only operate within the construct of what you know. And so for most people from a very basic level regarding nutrition, they don't necessarily know that plastic drinking bottles are leaking in xenoestrogens that are driving estrogen dominance. They don't know that. So they, so they us carry on drinking out of plastic drinking bottles. And so we only operate within what we know. And so as what we know expands, we can operate at a higher level, but we can always only limited to operate within what we know. And so I, I, that's, I guess, why I enjoy reading books so much, is to try and get outside of the expanse of what we know or what I know into what I don't know. Because that's 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 where the learning happens. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I can uh, I can cut that out though so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> save the audience the, the toilet break but um, yeah what I was gonna say I just listened to I can't remember who the guy was but he was a really smart moment one of the PayPal founders or someone who's yeah. really up there but he looked at diet or lifestyle just in terms of information, didn't try and cut anything out. He's like, I'll find out more about what's in Coke and how it's produced and how all the ingredients affect me. And then I'll no longer want it. The, the default, by default, he couldn't he couldn't drink anymore because he thought, yeah. you know, this aspartame or this artificial sweetener or something, it's gonna do this and that and it's gonna shorten my life by this many years. And so it was like purely through knowledge yes. he'd be living more just a real existence like a, a mindful existence um Brilliant. and i thought it was such a cool way pro- to approach life and, and things like a diet was just to find out more yeah i think
0: the information for a lot of people is big you you've got to have that information um knowledge is power um there is a lot more to change than just having the information for some you know it's emotional for a lot of people as well, but um, yeah, that, I think you're absolutely right. The f- the first foundation is information. So I, I, can I ask you a question though. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, you, 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 your readings are uh, broad and expansive, and I'm you know, super impressed with with, with yeah with, with your knowledge. So. You know, we've spoken about a lot of things. You've asked me a lot of different areas here. W- what other areas have you looked at? <laughs> that's probably too broad. I probably need to be too spe- more specific than that. I'm just curious. Um,
1: think, um, what I've been trying to think about what I what I want to do, and and part of it was writing a book. Maybe that's what. I don't know whether I should say this anyway, but um. What they don't teach you at schools for schools and I was like there's, there's the sexual side I think too which isn't really talked about like being more open with relationships and yeah. questioning social norms like why we do things a certain way um, and then the bigger purpose and then philosophy I don't know I'm trying to yeah, I, th- I think the holistic thing is like yeah. everything and um, but it starts for me it always starts with movement and food those core it was just like sleeping, moving, eating right, and then having the community and everything. Then you're kind of in an optimal state to do whatever else you want. But um, I feel like my journey is kind of paralleled so similar to yours in terms of once I started finding out more about the stuff and didn't, didn't want to do the golf so much, yeah. it kind of seemed like a bit of a waste of time to be spending all this time exactly. on when I could be working. Yeah, that's it, what I like found. Learning movement Yeah, exactly. And, the food, and then, um, and cool same more thing, more the first. spiritual side came when the. Of diet changed and got more into yoga, and actually, I think, but there's this kind of bang for buck, which I think the guys with the science is really cool. Was, as I saw some research about cardio from the strength sense age coach, Charles Poliquin. I think oh, nice. he's
0: phenomenal, Charles. Yeah. Poliquin. yeah,
1: and he was saying with um, like long endurance cardio, there's not many people that actually need that at all, even like footballers that actually need more aerobic yes. capacity, yes. and that subsequently increases your anaerobic sorry, anaerobic, increases your aerobic. Yes. Um, and so you could be just wasting all this time, yeah. and I think it's in the four-hour body book too, or having like a 10, 15-minute workout a couple of times a week, which does what the equivalent Plus of a few two. hours does. Yeah, yeah. Um, And s- same kind of approach to food, just being like, well, there's that kind of uh, the 80-20 rule, which Tim Ferriss is big on, it's like 20% of the work for 80% of the gains. Yes. And that might lead me to a, a question, is there a couple of things that, you recommend people to implement or maybe just, a, yeah. you know, if you do, like, a, a quick tip because I guess everyone's always looking for those kind yeah, of yeah. simple things.
0: Um, simple things, boy. Uh, start off by drinking more water <laughs> for most people. Good quality water.
1: i you think the water's an interesting one because there's, there's so many different types of water with yeah, ions and yeah, ways to I drink mean, it? Um, start
0: like, off with, with let's, you know, there's absolute levels. So, I mean, at home we, we have... Um, artesian spring water, but I still run it through about a $3,000 f- filter that ionizes it, uh, changes the, the hydrogen uh, hydrogen oxygen angle, so it's better absorbed by the body. So you can go down the rabbit hole with this stuff like anything, um, but you know, most people, simple tip, start off by drinking more water, okay? And then- Well, not from a plastic bottle, well, actually water from plastic bottle is gonna be better than no water. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the other day, um, I got thirsty, and I was on the road, and I had to buy water from a plastic bottle. You know, because I'd already I'd flown somewhere, and I'd already drunk the water in my glass bottle that I brought a liter and a half with me. And so, um, so yeah, water. Start off drinking more water. Then obviously look at you know then the quality of the water. So you want to be knocking out chlorine. You want to be knocking out fluoride. Then you want to be looking at mineralised water, and then you want to be looking at alkalised water, and then finally alkalised and ionised. Um, and so, yeah, that would be the, the the levels that people can go to within water. Um, start uh, other simple simple tips. Um, this is going to not be a nutrition tip per se, but uh, start thinking about your breathing, being bringing awareness to your breathing. I think is probably can have a profound effect on people's health. So most people, uh, if they don't know how to diaphragmatically breathe, then um then you know go 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 to a yoga center and and start learning how to how to breathe correctly um yeah one of the most best courses i've ever done i I did a five-day breathing course um um yeah so yoga breathing course for five days where they just basically teach you how to breathe for five days which you kind of think well you know i made it to be 30 Five at that stage, with breathing okay, um, but you know it was absolutely huge in regards to the benefits of of breathing correctly, and so um, yeah, so learning how to breathe properly, and then um, again, not another not a nutrition tip, and I think this is probably just reflective of of where we've gone with our talk today. Doug is 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 uh, do what makes you happy. Um, at the end of the day, uh, so far nobody's got out of this thing alive. Um, so you know, with all, with all of my talking around nutrition and living longer and protecting yourself from dying, um, at the end of the day, do what makes you happy. And so I, I do this because it makes me happy. I don't do it because I want to live to 105 or 110. I do it because it's what gives me the ultimate amount of joy every day. And so if people can find what gives them joy on, on, on a daily level, then go do that, whatever that is.
1: Oh, that's a great place to end it. I was going to ask the billboard question, which was, what would you put on a billboard if you could have one up anywhere in the world? But I think that would probably that'd be a good one to have up there. It would make you happy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And where can people find, so Be Pure, the website, find all your yeah.
0: information? Available. Yeah, so uh, obviously a lot of this information within the scope of this uh, this podcast is is more about my personal life, um, uh, my professional life. I'm a clinical nutritionist, and so yeah, they can certainly find out about those things at bpure b e p u r e dot co nz or, or if they're into social me- media, Ben Warren Be Pure, and um, yeah, uh, go there and would love to uh, love to connect up and uh, share the journey.
1: Awesome man, love the. Love the work, and uh, I think especially this time of year to say thanks to people who have kind of really helped you out and made a difference. I think just your talk and meeting with you again today has just been such a pleasure in your work, literally like changing lives, which is uh, so cool and doing it in such an awesome way. It's, uh, it's just a privilege. Yeah. no, oh,
0: well, thank you, Doug, and I really appreciate the opportunity to come and talk on your show. And you're doing great work, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we're obviously. Uh, on a very similar journey, so it's very cool. forward cool, cool to
1: getting down to the permaculture farm in the bay and check, <laughs> check checking it out. Checking it out, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Cheers, uh, buddy. Awesome. Wow, that was such a joy. Hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, hope you dug it. Lucky like number 13, and uh, if you dug it, the promo code is always 20% off for organic mechanic kombucha. So. It's the good stuff. Check it out, good for the microbiome. I'm gonna try and get my microbiome and DNA testing done with Ben just to see what I can uh, do to improve my life. And um, plenty of cool things coming for 2016 as I'm sure you have. And, uh, but I'm gonna try and keep a few of them to myself till I've actually done them. I think there's a bit of a trap. It can work both ways. You can tell people what you're gonna do and have them kind of hold you accountable to it you can also talk about a lot of stuff and have a sense of having done it but really you haven't so so uh, it's not real till it's real get those ideas out of their head into the into the world get some good nutrition into you water oxygen food movement it's all good baby baby and uh, have a wonderful start to the new year lots of love and uh, think less experience more Cat, play us out. Sing along if you know the words. It's good for the soul. I was flying, but for you, it was just another night. Oh. oh.
0: Fight no wars No more talking trash I'm not seeking any more pain Cause I've had enough of that But don't you worry,
1: it's alright
0: You should come around Any night or any day I won't ever let you down